Namaste and welcome to the Buddhism Guide podcast by Yeshi Rabgay. If you'd like more of my podcasts, blogs, videos or guided meditation practices, visit my website yeshirabgay.com and if you'd like to support my work, go to patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide. I hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is called Eliminate What is Holding You Back. The more we get caught up in negative patterns of behaviour and mental states, the more they become ingrained. This means they become stored in our subconscious and we act in certain ways without consciously thinking and we become overwhelmed by our mental states such as anger, jealousy or pride without even noticing it. It's said that most people spend 70% of their lives living in the survival mode, the fight or flight mode which means they are constantly living in stress. They're always anticipating the worst case scenario based on past experience, selecting the worst possible outcome and beginning to emotionally embrace it with fear and conditioning their mind into a state of fear. This conditioning becomes a pattern of behavior, a habit, which is a set of automatic unconscious thoughts, behaviours and emotions that's acquired through repetition. A habit is when you've done something so many times, your mind knows how to do it unconsciously. If these habits, behaviours and mental states are positive and helpful, there's no problem. But if they're negative and counterproductive, They can cause us untold problems. We need to be aware of our actions and mental states so we can make changes and become the best version of ourselves. It will also ensure we have a peaceful state of mind and find true inner happiness. We can start to change by following the process I have called Eliminate What Is Holding You Back. This consists of seven steps, which are realization, study, conviction, determination, action, effort, and time. So let's look at these individually. Realization. We first need to realize our actions and mental states are causing us and others to suffer. This is a key point. Because if we don't know we're sick, we won't go to the doctor. So, if we're unaware of negative behaviours and mental states, we'll not try to find a solution. Buddha's very first teaching was the Four Noble Truths. And the first truth is, life brings about suffering. He then talked about the causes and the path out of that suffering. So to be able to make changes in our life, we need to first understand that things do not have to be like they are. There is a better way to live our lives. 
That is the realization we're looking at here. We have to become aware if we're living in the survival mode or the creation mode. The survival mode is the fight or flight mode and the creation mode is the rest and digest mode. Living in stress is living in survival. Now, all of us can tolerate short-term stress, but when we turn on the stress response and we can't turn it off, we are heading for disease because no organism in nature can live in emergency mode for any extended period of time. Living in creation is when we're conscious of our actions, behaviours and mental states. It's when we can make changes and become the best possible version of ourselves. We begin to utilise our huge frontal lobe, which is about 40% of our entire brain. And it's where we do our planning, organising, becoming productive and creative. So living in creation means using our frontal lobe to make conscious choices to change. Firstly, we need to understand when we're in the survival and when we're in the creation mode. Once we understand the damage we are doing to ourselves and the people around us by following old patterns of behaviour, we can start the process of change. Study. Now we need to learn about how we can change, such as learning about impermanence to stop our attachment to people and things, or learn antidotes to our anger. Studying is going to show us that there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to help us move on to the next stage in this process. It will also help us to keep our goals and aspirations realistic. So I'd suggest you study Buddha's foundation teachings and especially the Four Noble Truths. Do not overstudy, as that will make the process of change an intellectual one, which it certainly is not. We need to study so we can practice and not just to make ourselves more intelligent. So, we need to strike the right balance here between study and practice. The next step is conviction. We then need to be convinced that what we have studied will work. This will give us hope that the change will help us become that best person. If we have doubt, it will stop our conviction. So doubt needs to be cleared up during the study stage. There's nothing wrong with doubt, but left unattended, it will sit in our minds like a poison. It will hold us back. So clearing up any doubts will give us a conviction to move on. It's at this stage we have some type of expectations. And here we need to be careful. If our expectations are too high, we're going to set ourselves up for failure. And none of us like failure. If our expectations are too low, we'll not be challenged and not work hard to achieve our true potential. Determination. We need to be determined to carry on, no matter what obstacles appear. And we'll probably come up against these five 
at some times during our journey on the path. 1. Sensory desire. Seeking pleasures through our five senses. This means we would become distracted and our focus will be disturbed. 2. Resentment. Feelings of hatred and bitterness. 3. Laziness. Our actions will be half-hearted and lack focus. 4. Worry. Our energy will not be focused and our minds will not be calm. And 5. Doubt. If we didn't clear up doubts at the earlier stage or new doubts appear, we will lack conviction. This is why we require determination, as that will motivate us. Psychologists talk about three types of motivation, namely biological needs that must be met for survival, stimulation and information, needs for success, power and status. But I'm talking about a spiritual motivation, which is not based on worldly pursuits, but in pursuit of higher goals, such as compassion, inner peace, inner happiness, kindness, and spiritual development. Now the next step is action. Before we can learn new patterns of behavior, we must unlearn the old patterns, which means before we relearn, we have to break the habit of the old self so we can reinvent the new self. The best way to start this process is during meditation. We need to sit down, close our eyes, focus on the breath and disconnect from our outer environment. This means we will be having less sensory information going to the brain, so there's less stimulation. We have to inform the brain that we'll answer those emails, post on social media, eat lunch, watch Netflix, after meditation, but for now, we're just sitting. During this time, our mind will want to go back to its emotional past, its old way of thinking, and we will become aware that our intention is on those emotions and thoughts. Our minds are taking us out of the present moment and back into the past. Every time we become aware that we're doing that and our minds are craving those thoughts and emotions, we bring our awareness back to the breath and settle it back down into the present moment. If we keep doing this repeatedly, just like we're training a dog to sit, the mind will eventually surrender and just sit. We can then mentally isolate different aspects of our negative behavior or mental states and engage in a dialogue between the person you are and the person you wish to be. The negative behavior is rooted in our subconscious mind. So actually, the dialogue is between our conscious and subconscious mind. The more we bring our subconscious into the conscious, the more we will change. So for example, we may be a person that becomes angry very easily. So during meditation, 
we look at what triggers our anger, what it feels like when we are angry. Imagine what others feel like when we're angry towards them and so on. That is our old pattern of behaviour. Now, look at the person we want to become. A person that doesn't react to the triggers, that feels good because they're not constantly angry, and a person that doesn't harm others with their anger. This will, after some time, become our new way of acting and feeling. Our lives are not going to change very much if we keep having the same thought process, as that just leads to the same choice. And the same choice leads to the same behaviour. The same behaviour creates the same experience. And the same experience produces the same results. So, the act of becoming more aware of how we think, how we act, and how we feel is called metacognition. And this is important because the more conscious we become of those unconscious states of mind, the less likely we're going to go unconscious during the day. And those old thought patterns are not going to slip by our awareness unchecked. So the more we become familiar with the thoughts, the behaviours, and the emotions of the old self we're retiring, the more we wire new thoughts and condition the mind into a new emotional state. The next step is effort. We need effort and commitment to keep moving forward, no matter how difficult or frustrating the process becomes. We all know change is not easy. Once we start to make a different choice, we don't feel the same way. Our mind is telling us we have been doing this for so many years and it's going into the unknown. And that's scary. It will try its hardest to return to familiar territory. It starts to try and influence us by telling us we can start tomorrow. If we give in and listen to the mind, we will never change. And as the same thought will lead to the same choice, and we slip back into the old patterns of behaviour. This is why we need to put in great effort so we can override the old way of being and build a new, more beneficial way of being. And the final aspect is time. Now this is an extremely slow process and we shouldn't expect quick results. Change is never going to come easy. So we need to constantly remind ourselves that we're in this for the long haul. Rome wasn't built in a day and our patterns of behaviour and mental states will not miraculously change overnight. So, in a nutshell, if we want to change, we first need to realise there is a better way to live our lives. This will then encourage us to study and find out what the change looks like and how we can make that change a realisation. We then need to have conviction and determination so we don't get sidetracked. After that, we need to put what we've learnt into action and we do this through meditation. Finally, 
we need to put in an enormous amount of effort and time so we get the results we desire. This is the end of this episode, but if you'd like to listen to more of my podcasts, go to my website, yeshirabge.com. So thank you so much for listening. And remember, the only person we can ever really know is ourselves. Bye for now.